So welcome to another episode of The Shredder Show. We're now in the deep dive series. I've now got my main man, Jeremy, head coach CJ Coaching on the podcast. So thank you very much for coming on, Jeremy. It's always my pleasure to feature on the podcast, mate. Um, so today what we're going to do is we're going to take you guys through a journey and talk about the truth about keto diets and vegan diets for fat loss. Because this is something that um, is very frustrating for myself and for Jeremy's like, coaches that people get lured in respectively to like a faddish diet it's the same as like the atkins diet back in the day um people see these headlines of like uh, an extreme diet and a bipolar like a polarizing view on something and they very much get lured in thinking oh this must be the answer to what i'm looking for of finally losing the weight i've never been able to get rid of and in reality it ends up being slippery slope um have you ever tried a, a ketogenic diet or i know you haven't tried a plant-based diet for a long time um have you ever treat, either tried either approach yourself jeremy so um i've tried i've never been in ketosis but i have tried the approach of having a high fat mainly diet for about six days of the week and then on one day i'll have a big carb refeed and then the the other days i'll literally just have fats and proteins and the carbs will just come from like fruits and vegetables and stuff. And that worked really, really well for me. However, the one thing I did find is that it's just not sustainable. Like most people, I love carbs. And then um, it, it, you just can't cut them out of your life forever. So it's great for a time, but it's not a way of life in my opinion. And there's a couple of things I'd look at in terms of like, if we go through keto diet first, when people go to try and do a ketogenic diet, very low carbohydrates, like the reality for you to actually go into ketosis properly, you pretty much don't have to, can't eat any carbohydrates for at least two weeks, which is a very long time, bearing in mind that most people think that every six days they need to have a cheat meal and eat 10,000 calories. Um, and that's how it works, which in reality, if you're listening to this, sadly, that's not the case. Um, but like that aside, you have to think about things as Jeremy said, in like in a practical manner, like, what the foods you actually like to eat and what is going to be sustainable for you. If you're in a situation where you struggle to stick to a diet anyway, you eliminating the food you love entirely is going to make only your relationship with food worse. And it's probably going to lead to you binge eating and probably going very heavily off the rails when you do actually uh, get led astray or lured into the cookie jar as it were. So I think that's something we very much need to be aware of. And in regards of like, from a performance point of view, like, the body's designed to use all three macronutrients and like macronutrients are protein, carbs, and fats. And like, if we eliminate one of those and take them away, our body's not going to be op running optimally. And what we want to try and do is set ourselves up for success with our training so we can perform as hard as possible and then create an adaptive response. And if we're taking carbohydrates out of the picture, we're going to be reducing glycogen within muscle cells, which will then have a negative effect on our training, which will then hamper our fat loss. The reason that keto works for most people, as, I'm sure, as Jerry will know, or they, they think it works, is that at the very start, when they drop the carbohydrates out, they're losing, obviously, they're probably eating actually a lot less in terms of volume of food because they're not eating like bulky things like maybe potatoes and rice, but they're actually like depleting glycogen stores and muscles, which is going to inherently like take water out of the muscles as well because the body will use water to store glycogen, which will then mean you drop weight. Yeah, that's cool. You're dropping weight, but what we're looking to do is not drop weight; it's to drop body fat. And like respectfully, neither me or Jeremy really give a shit what um, you weigh. It's about how you look, how you feel, and how you perform. And like your main goal in terms of how you look will probably be your body fat percentage. 
Uh, would you agree with that, Jeremy? Yeah, 100%. And uh, just to go back to your point about going off the rails and binging, when, uh, back when I tried the high-fat approach, just because, to be fair, I didn't do it because I planned on doing it for the rest of my life. I just like trying different things, seeing how my body reacts, so that then I can then implement it on certain clients if I think that it's a good strategy or not. But um, whenever it came to my refeeds, they turned into food challenges like a whole day's worth of food challenges and everyone just ended up being more ridiculous than the next um, because I was just so ravenous and my body was just so craving the carbs. And it's just, as you, as you perfectly put it, it just puts you in like a, a bad relationship with food. And then I'm not going to lie. It took me a little while mentally afterwards to start realizing that actually I can eat my carbs day to day guilt free I don't have to do it like once a week on a refeed. Um, so it, it does impact your your mental view of, of the food that you have, which is never good. 100%. I think it's one of those things that, um, like in reality, this is something that's so true. And I heard it said the other day is that if something it hurts you in the short term is painful and difficult, long term, it'll be good for you. If something is um, like, Sorry, yeah. So if something's painful in the short term, long term, be good for you. If something's nice and enjoyable in the short term, long term, it'll be bad for you. So you think about like eating junk food at times, awesome. Like like eating as much Domino's as you want, Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, let's go mental for like the five minutes while you're eating. It's awesome, but then you probably have like the next three days of regret and probably depression. Your digestion will fall apart, and also your body composition goals will uh, literally go down the toilet. So. Like you have to think about like, what is it you really want? Is it short-term pleasure or is it long-term success and progression? So that and your relationship with food is very, very important. It's something that um, myself and Jeremy are very aware of trying to teach people is that if you want to succeed and achieve something, what's actually going to lead you to achieving the goal of say being 10% body fat is you actually having the right habits on a daily basis of someone who is 10% body fat. It's the same if you want to be successful in business. If you want to be successful in something, then you have to have the right habits of someone who is successful. You're not going to be getting up at 10 o'clock in the morning and laying in every day because the two don't go hand in hand and your actions have to like align with your goals and where you want to go with things. And I think people need to probably be a little bit aware of that. Um, like some people I, I do think, like not to slate keto too much, but I think for some people, if you're in a situation where uh, you're quite well trained you know what you're doing and I actually find for women in particular keto can work quite well if you're at a point where you maybe need to pivot and change things up a little bit it's something I would use for a phase to become more fat adapted but generally I tend to find that women tend to respond better to a, a slightly higher fat diet anyway overall just from a hormonal point of view um, I'm not sure if that's something you've perhaps come across Jeremy yeah 100% and uh, to be fair even though I say that for the majority of people, I wouldn't use high fat or keto because I just don't think it's sustainable. There are some clients that I will use it with because as I mentioned, like I like to try these strategies out and then if I think they will work for someone, then I will ask them to, to try it out to see how they do because some people hormonally, they can be all over the place on a specific diet. And as you say, sometimes you need to change things up to try and re-regulate things and get people more fat adapted, get their insulin sensitivity higher because some people through whatever it is that they've done in the past with dieting, all these yo-yo diets and stuff can cause absolute havoc on metabolisms and hormones. 
they just maybe don't process the carbs properly because their insulin levels are all over the place. So as you say, you can use it for a phase, see how they react. And as you, as you say, I find particularly women hormonally, it does actually work quite well for some people. 100%. Like the threat, something you mentioned there just triggered my mind if like talking about yo-yo dieting. And unfortunately, I tend to see this a lot with women. And I was talking about a friend of mine who, I talked with a friend of mine who was there who's, who mentioned about someone that uh, like I know, I'm not going to mention on here, who has ballooned up in weight. And that's a prime example of poor coaching because that should never happen because like the job of coaching and like helping someone lose weight and get in shape is not about starving them to death. Like you can starve anyone and you lose weight. Like no shit, shit. Look, you eat less, you, you're going to lose weight. But in reality, like we want to focus on the habits and do it in a like productive, constructive manner. So therefore you're not going to fall off the wagon out the other end. So it's all about like not success in 12 weeks, but success still in like five years time. Um, so that's one thing I'd look at from like a dieting point of view. And the second one would be particularly with looking at keto diets. The reason people also lose the arts on a keto diet is the fact that you know, it's not like cutting carbs, they're cutting calories. So the primary goal of a fat loss diet is to create a calorie deficit. So therefore we lose weight. And if you say, for example, eating hundred grams of carbohydrates a day, if you suddenly take that hundred grams of carbohydrates a day away, so there's a gram, uh, four calories per gram of carbohydrates. If we take hundred away, that's 400 calories less you're eating a day. So over a week, like consistently, if you were to take that out, you're probably going to lose one to two pounds of fat without doing anything really easily. Um, but like what's driving that fat loss isn't the carbohydrates are gone, it's the calorie reduction overall. So you can have a structured diet with carbohydrates that works in the calorie deficit and then enjoy all macronutrients rather than eliminating one. So I think I'll probably leave that to the final point to finish up on keto and no carb approach. Uh, next up, we're going to go in on the truth about plant-based diets with fat loss. So this was a uh, very, very popular trend and actually had um, James Wilkes, the guy who uh, was the main man in the Game Changers documentary. Uh, so he was on the podcast earlier towards the end of last year. So if you scroll back down, you should be able to find the podcast with him. And that was a very interesting conversation because like, as like the reality, I, I, my opinion with plant-based diets, why people get lured in, as we said earlier, by like gimmicky ideas. It's like, oh, let's do a plant-based diet and like we're losing this weight really quickly. It's like, if you can't stick to a normal like calorie deficit diet now, how are you going to eliminate everything that you enjoy? Mm -hmm. Like, like how shit would your life be? Like, like if you said to me, like, Charlie, you can never eat a steak again. And I'd be like, or you can't have, um, I don't know, you can't have chicken, you can't have, like, you can't have, like, I literally, it would be, I'd end up just wouldn't eat anything because I just don't enjoy particularly all the foods that they, they would like. I don't know if you've got many thoughts in regards to that, Jeremy. Yeah, 100%. I mean, kind of like we alluded to in terms of the keto diet, it's, that's an extreme diet in my view. And veganism also, um, I find is an extreme diet because it cuts out, there's so many foods that you're not allowed to have. Um, I mean, if you do it because you have really, really strong ethical reasons, then fair enough. I'm not judging. Yeah, I respect that. But, message as well. but um, in terms of like a diet to lose body fat, it's just extreme. It's the same as if you were purely carnivore. That's extreme. You, you need balance. And actually, in fact, there's two days a week where I do try and eat a lot more plant-based because I do find that sometimes my meat intake is a little bit too high. 
Um, but it's, it's just an extreme. And then there's so many things that are off the menu, like in terms of pure weight loss, yes, if you get into a calorie deficit because you've eliminated all these foods that you're no longer allowed to eat, then yes, you will lose weight. But in terms of a body composition standpoint, specific look that you're trying to achieve requires certain macronutrients and certain food choices. So in terms of how you look, it's not necessarily going to be the best tactic. Yeah. And talk about macronutrients. The real issue you have on a vegan diet is that it's nigh on impossible to get mm -hmm. a protein source which is purely protein, unless you're going to go down the route of processed powders, which sort of, in my opinion, makes the whole vegan thing pointless to some degree. Yeah. Um, Cause you're using something that's heavily processed. If you, if you're using, um, if you're trying to get protein on its own, it's pretty much impossible. Cause whatever you're going to get can be protein or fats and protein and carbs. Whereas if you're going to go down like traditional route, if you have lots of meats and like lean cuts of meat and like uh, egg whites and things like that, which have got um, like, high protein very low fat and obviously no carbs so that's another thing i'd be very aware of in terms of a vegan diet that's detrimental from a body composition views you can't like ramp up protein and keep carbohydrates and fats down um so the two don't really go hand in hand in terms of that the other thing that i find is hugely like one thing that frustrates me about the fitness industry and the health industry massively is people spinning things with like ludicrous statements and uh clinical research so great example of this is like people they put people on a plant-based diet and like oh their cholesterol's dropped by like mm. points their blood pressure's dropped blah 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 and i was like yeah no shit sherlock because they're probably eating like kfc three times a day and now they're actually eating some like vegetables and fruit like it doesn't take a rocket science to work that out and it's not the fact that they're um it's not the fruit and the vegetables the fact they're actually eating like eating fruit and vegetables properly now again and like eating as you should more so so imagine if they actually start to like add in a well-rounded diet with the right macronutrients and like decent ingredients rather than like, it's just frustrating that the way things are spun. Um, you see that research all the time. 100%. So I think you hit the nail on the head there. And one of the things that frustrates me the most when some people or certain documentaries try and make a point about something is that they take the bits of information that prove their point take it completely out of the context, isolate it, so that when you look at that information in isolation, you start thinking, oh yeah, actually, it sounds like they're right, because they haven't told you the entire picture and all the other little aspects that go around it. Um, if you're trying to make a point about a certain thing, then fair enough, but you have to give people the whole picture. You can't just pick and choose the little bits of information that prove your point entirely, but that disregard all the other stuff that are actually contradictory to what you're trying to prove. And it's one of those things, and like that's even James Wilkes said it on uh, the guy who used to produce the Game Changers documentary said like what he's actually advocating is a predominantly plant-based diet, which is sort of what we advocate is a predominantly plant. Like we recommend to eat lots of fruit and vegetables, yes, like 100%. But we do recommend to add like meats and things like that in as well. Um, and in fact, most of the time we allow people to have unlimited amount. Yeah, of like literally go, go to town. Like if you want to eat like eat broccoli, lettuce, spinach, whatever you want until the cows come home. Go like, cause there's no harm in that in reality. Um, but like, these are just some truths about both of these approaches that we really wanted to make you guys aware of from a fat loss point of view. Like these aren't the answers and these aren't the eat. Like I'm inherently a lazy person and most people are like, so I look for the most efficient route from getting from A to B and that's what we look to do with clients. So like 
if you're that way inclined and you want to get results and you want to lose weight and get in shape quickly and healthily whilst enjoying foods and not eating just lettuce every day then uh drop um if you hit the link below the podcast here in the notes there'll be a link to apply to work myself with jeremy or you can also join the shred and sculpt date programs which offer awesome value for money at just 37 pound a month so i hope you guys found this episode in helpful if you'd love to share it to your stories uh tag myself and jeremy jeremy's uh instagram url is at custom physique and please leave us five star review and subscribe